are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, October 13th. We have another episode of The Issue here for you. A lot of stuff has been going on with the show, just things around the show, our website in the past week. um, Tons and tons of big announcements to come out. Um, Go ahead. Might as well just uh, lead with them. Uh, So we're going to go next week. You'll be able to find the podcast on Amazon Music. And you'll be able to watch the podcast on Amazon Prime Video. That will be starting next week with episode 158. And then theissuesports.com is live. Yeah, so instead of just, you know, a little bit more of the generic website that we did have, got our own, like, domain now. Yeah. It uh, it feels official. It feels it cool. Um, um, you can find all the show links. You'll find the YouTube yeah. link, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon next week, and um, yeah, it's basically a homepage for everything that's going on here with the show, so be checking that out because we will have some merchandise and some stuff coming into the shop in about, I'd probably say two, three weeks from now, we should be able to get that launched up, so it will be exciting. It's, you know, the next steps and growth that we're taking here, so a lot of fun. A great show today, though, so we're going to open like normal. Tim will have his rant on the Eagles. They've been in the news a lot, and we're just kind of kind of feed that fire. We have some... Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we, we've seen some things that are interesting well, and we need to bring up. Yeah, no, so I mean, I'll, I'll get into it more. Um, but it's 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 the classic overreaction, right? We're five weeks in. Yeah. We're five weeks in. A lot of people forget that, I mean, in baseball, for example, the Nationals had a losing record at the All-Star break. Hey, won the World Series, right? Yeah. So teams are going to be really good and really bad, and then they're going to switch, right? I mean, the Bears were 5-0 and at one point, right? So, right. you know, we'll, we'll get into all that, and then obviously we'll have hits and misses. Yeah, hits and misses to close out the first segment, and then the second segment we'll be reviewing Week 5, uh, kind of the big games first, and then run through the rest of them, how they uh, turned out. And then in the third segment we will have all of our predictions for Week 6 of the NFL now. And um, we will be able to do week six bets on a budget at the very end there, get you all the lines it for the week. It is flying by. I know. I was looking at the list that we had uh, for, like, winners, losers of the week, predictions-wise. Lost to this one, by the way. Feels good to be back on top. We're three and two, people. We're yeah. three and two. Um, I was I was checking out that list, and I was like, wow. I mean, like, it's look, it's right here. I have a... That's, like, not that many left, it looks like. I don't know why. I mean, we're over a, we're over what a fourth into it now. Yeah, we're, we're I guess a quarter in because we did our a little bit over. Yeah. We did our power rankings last right. week. Yeah. Wow, it's crazy. Interesting. Um, so, so the Eagles are clearly they're they're clearly a really good team. I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. Just based on the five weeks that so far this season alone, I think they're the best team this season. I think they've they showed that they have the fewest holes. Good, good secondary, front seven's good, offensive line's good. They got some guys on the outside. They can run the football. Hurts is capable, productive. Um, they're pretty good situation, so coaching's not a problem, right? I think they have the fewest lapses, right? They stay kind of the most consistent, right? There's not a whole lot of ebb and flow. They're You're mostly going to get the same team every week, right? They're going to run the football. They're going to be really, really tough in the trenches. Hertz is going to run around a little bit. They're going to be pretty decent on third down, right? That's kind of the bill, right? And they also have the most well-defined identity, again, because you know what you're going to get every week. They understand that they're a physical team. They understand that they're not conventional, and they like that, right? That they're going to play into that. They're going to run the football. They're going to rotate two or three backs deep. Hertz is going to get some carries. They're going to get the ball to AJ Brown, who's big and physical on the outside. That's their MO. But I think we have to be honest about something with the Eagles here. And this is a common theme on here, right? So most people either love somebody. They're like, oh, you know, Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback ever, or they hate them, right? Get him out of town. He's awful, terrible. Man, the truth lies somewhere in the middle, right? Kirk's about a top twelve quarterback. Probably 12, right? I'm not saying he's 2 or 3. He's probably anywhere between 10, 11, or 12. He's going to win a lot of games. He's going to put up big boy numbers. He's going to make a lot of money. Same thing with Dak, right? And then the same thing with the entire Philadelphia Eagles organization. A lot of people are far too extreme, right? We're five weeks in, and they've already been crowned Super Bowl champions. Everyone in Philly, Bel Air is, is, hasn't stopped partying. Every single time they win a game, you, you'd think they're hoisting the Lombardi. They're burning couches. Hmm. 
You beat Arizona. I'm just saying. Right? Slow down. The Bucks were again seven and five through twelve games when they won the uh, when they won the Super Bowl two years ago. They could work in the other direction too. Like I mentioned, the Bears were five and zero. I think that was last year, maybe the year before. Five and zero. They were really bad. Like they sucked. They were five and zero though. So to be fair, the Eagles last year they went zero and six against playoff teams. Right? Zero and five with Hurts. And then, obviously, they, they played one without them. Still lost. Whatever. Against playoff teams last year. And then, again, Arizona's the only team this season who was a playoff team last year that they've played. Right? And they got lucky on a missed field goal. But they won despite being outgained. Actually worse on third down. Out yards per played. Right? They, they averaged less yards per play. They had more penalties and allowed more sacks. But they won because they do what they always do. Right? They beat them in running the football. They, they, they outrushed Arizona, and they had more time possession. That, that, that's great. That's not going to work against the elite teams in football, the high-powered offenses, the genius head coaches. Now, I, I think Nick Sirianni is a really good coach, and their offense can score. Absolutely. But you can't just time, time of possession your way to wins against Buffalo, against Kansas City. Right? I think those are the two teams to beat right now. I guess in the NFC, you're looking at, like, the Bucks. It's not going to work. Mass Buffalo. 40 minutes of time possession versus Miami. 40. They lost. They lost. Josh Allen was exhausted. In fact, they actually lost because they possessed the ball too long in the time. You know, the time ran out. But yeah. we're not going to that. Anyway, so we'll take those five games he played in last season, right? Five games and then the one against Arizona. Jalen Hurts was 60% completion percentage. 250 yards a game, about average. Seven touchdowns, three picks, 85 pass rating. Not bad. First of all, he's just barely over a touchdown a game, and he's about a half a pick a game. Not an ideal pass rating. 1 to 0.5 is, we'd like it a lot better, right? You're looking for, you know, I guess it is technically 2 to 1, but you're looking for closer to 2.5 to 3 to 1 to be a top 10 NFL quarterback, right? For reference, right, over the course of a season, based on completion percentage, yards, the ratio, and then the rating. He'd have been about the 25th best quarterback last year. Right? He would have been similar to the likes of Taylor Heineke and Davis Mills. And old Big Ben was somewhere around there. And only slightly better than Daniel Jones. So that, that, that's just the reality of it. That's exactly what the stats are saying in playoff games. I'm not even including when they were down 31 nothing in the actual playoff game against Tampa. I'm not even, I wasn't even including that in the sacks. Or, I'm sorry, in the, in the stats. I mean, we, we all know that he can win some games. But I don't think that this is the recipe to win big. I'm talking multiple playoff games and a Super Bowl quite yet. I don't think you've seen it from this team. They haven't been able to win close against really good football teams. I mean, you saw it against Tampa. They were down 31-0 at one point. And they were completely outclassed. Like, I, I really like this football team. I've already said, I think they're the best, most consistent team so far this season. But yet, to be honest with yourself, though, that's, not the, that's, that's probably not... If that's your Super Bowl favorite going into like right now, I, I think you're wrong, right? I think I think Buffalo's got to be higher on the on the Super Bowl favorite list. I'm talking right now. Yes, Philly's better. Who is going to win the Super Bowl? I think right now you have to have Buffalo, Kansas City. I would even argue Baltimore would all be higher, right? I think Donovan McNabb came out about a week ago saying I it's not their year. I think another year or two for them, and they'll be right where they need to be. I I think that feels about right to me, right? I don't think they're quite there where they're a dominant Super Bowl caliber team yet. They're good, fantastic, moving in the right direction, think they have the right coach, think they have the right quarterback. Slow down, right? Slow, slow down a little bit. Playoff teams, they don't bring that same oomph, per se, for lack of a better word. They don't bring that same productivity. They don't bring that same domination. So it just is what it is. That's the reality of it. I like the way they're going. I like the trend. They're not quite there yet. Right. And this reminds me of what we did about, oh gosh, that has to be like two, three months ago now. Uh, we did Are We There Yet? It was a segment where we came, we came on, we gave, I think, five or six teams. I don't, and even, think it was that, I don't even think it was that long ago. Probably about a month ago. Yeah, it, it was, <clears throat> oh man. I don't, a month I don't, and a half, maybe. We'll have to look back at the Instagram, but um, we kind of just gave five or six teams and then how long they are from Super Bowl contention. Uh, this is one where... Like, yes, I see, I, I see the Eagles. Years. Well, I'd say around a year to two years. We've 
seen the Eagles play pretty well this year, but I mean, there's just still so much to prove. And, and to compete against a really, really tough AFC in a Super Bowl is going to be really hard, too. Um, right. So, I mean, getting out of the NFC is going to be the easiest part, really. And, and even then, Tampa still, I think, matches up really well against Philadelphia. Well, this, this matchup this week, um, t- uh, it's Philly and Dallas, I think. So um, that'll be front seven is. I think that's a Sunday night game. Ferocious Sunday night is uh, Phil, uh, Philly and Dallas. So I guess we'll see. Um, all right, let's gonna do uh, some uh, hits and misses then. All right, yeah. So let's get into hits and misses. So number one, we said Kenny Pickett, right? He's he's gonna have some growing pains, just like all young quarterbacks do, for sure. That that that's not even an argument, right? Yeah. But he's not going to look out of place. He's going to look, like we said, his, his best trait is he's NFL ready. He's going to look like he belongs in the NFL. He's going to push the ball down the field. He's going to compete. He's going to have some stats. He'll put up he'll put up some numbers, right? He what, 320-some passing yards, right? He didn't have any touchdowns, only one pick. Um, I think it was a recipe for disaster when you drop him back 52 times versus the best defense in the league. Yeah. But um, and you're I, down early, so I guess it makes sense. But uh, we saw both, growing pains and the aggressiveness. So Yeah, the thing that really just got me with that, though, is that, no, and we'll get to it more when we review the games, but, I mean, just nobody helped him out. He looked absolutely lost. And, you know, what? you expect it from a young quarterback, and especially from a rookie, but most of the times you have people on the roster that can at least step up a little bit and, you know, Najee didn't help out with carries. Well, why is that? The offensive line is bad. Okay, what else happened? They're Kenny really Pickett bad. got hit a lot. Um, yeah. And that defensive line for the Bills just crumbled the Steelers at one. It's a good defensive line. So. It is. And uh, just a really tough spot for a rookie to enter. Yes, first overall start. In Buffalo? Oh, God. That's tough. Um, all right, Mr. Warren, our, our Broncos take might be the worst take of all time for us so far. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're awful. They're, they're they're a really, really bad football team, and I don't think it's fixable. Like, I don't think – like, I, I, I don't think the coach is good whatsoever. And until you get a new coach with new schemes, I'm not sure Russ is fixable right now. So, yeah. unless you're going to make a rash decision and fire the coach, which I think would be crazy if they're five games, but I'd consider it. I, I, I think you'd be crazy to say that they haven't had conversations about it privately. Oh yeah, I mean the seat's getting warm. I mean now, especially you look at what happened. Well, you look at trends around the league. So now we'll get to it. But I mean, we see a head coach get fired in the NFL. That can sometimes trigger a chain reaction where teams that are kind of on the brink of it are are we waiting? or, Or his leash gets really, really short. Like, hey man, if you can't turn this around in the next, I don't know, two to three weeks, we could have some problems here. I mean, when it's when you're an offensive coach and your offense sucks really bad i they're they're 31st in offense yeah and you guess who's be. 32nd the colts and they couldn't even beat the colts and you have russell wilson like what, what's going on you couldn't even scrape across a touchdown nine points I mean, it's embarrassing it's embarrassing nathaniel hackett will forever have to pay for his beer in denver because he's been terrible that was good. Thank like you. <laughs> like for example russ in seattle probably won't have to pay for a beer yeah he won't Peyton Manning in Indianapolis wanted to pay for a beer. Absolutely Nathaniel not. Hackett, he's paying for every single beer. He might be paying extra. I think hey. the bartender might slip a couple extra on his tab and make him pay for it because it's just a he, he's been that bad. Hey, even Philip Rivers in Indy, they'd probably, you know, he probably wouldn't Hey, he's pay a nice guy, you know, veteran. Did well. Took they him to the playoffs. Went to the playoffs, had a little bit of competed. a run. Competed, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, hit number two, we said that the Texans would have some scrap to him, right? They'll be scrappy. They'll fight. They'll claw. They're going to run the football pretty well. Um, they have that rookie, Damian Pierce. He's been pretty good. On my fantasy team, by the way. Um, they're not actually a good team, but they're exactly what we expected. Scrappy. Um, they're going to run the football a little bit. Davis Mills is, he's at least interesting enough to where you're like, yeah, let's see what, let's see what we got in him, right? Let's, yeah. let's let him run a little bit. Let's yep. see what we have in him. Um, like I said, I don't think they have the coach. I don't love Lovey Smith as a coach. I don't think they have any talent on the outside. I think their defense is eh. At but least, their defense has stepped up and been pretty decent. At least they have a serviceable quarterback. I will say, so you need you need a couple things position-wise. You need a, a quarterback, obviously, left tackle, corner, edge rusher, and then wide receiver. Those are probably the five most important They're positions. staples, yeah. Mm, they definitely have the left tackle, and they definitely have a top corner in that Derek Stingley they drafted as a rookie. Yeah. Fantastic so far. I don't know about the coach. I don't know about the quarterback. Receiver. Receiver. They need somebody. They need edge a rusher. They right? need a clear cut number one receiver. I agree. I don't think Brandon Cooks is bad. I think for right now he's fine. Yeah. Franchise wise, I think they need you know a younger guy to kind of come in and take that over. But 
we they are, they are we expected to be scrappy, but not very good. Yep. Right, kind of like the Lions. Uh, miss number two. I mean, the, the the Jets aren't half bad. Now, now granted, they're they've, competitive. They're competitive. To be fair, though, they've beaten Jacoby Brissett with some insane luck on a couple onside or an onside kick. Yeah. Um, the combination of Mitch Trubisky and a rookie Kenny Pickett. And now a third string, Skylar Thompson, who's a rookie from Kansas State, who's a seventh round draft pick. I mean, the offense isn't half bad, and they play hard for Sala. So, I mean, it's a, it's at least an interesting team. And it's, I don't remember the last time I've said that the Jets are interesting. Yeah, um, it's at least a recipe for some sort of uh, I mean, success for the Jets in, in terms right. of the Jets. Um, you know, they haven't looked like a complete dumpster fire, which is honestly shocking to, uh, that's to gotta me. Be, that's that's got to be a that, success. That's a, that's a win for New York. <laughs> that's, a, that's a win. <laughs> that's, a, that's a moral victory. Yeah. Take, the, take your pat on the back and, and move along. You, they don't get many on this show, so. That, that's fair. And, hey, to be fair, Jets fans, we are, we're one in four right now as Steeler fans, and we don't even have any moral victories. I no, mean, we really don't. We really don't. I mean, if um, Kenny Pickett, all he would have to do is, if I would have just seen his first NFL touchdown on Sunday, I'd have been a happy guy. We couldn't even get into the end zone. Nope. I, honestly, here's how sad the, the, the Steelers fan bases have become, right? So we got to be fair about this. We, we rip on other fan bases. we got to take our lumps, too. Yep, take it. I've seen more videos of George Pickens on that release where he absolutely blows Dane Jackson off the ball. That's his way of his release. He just takes his, he just, like an offensive lineman, boom, shoves him like five yards back and then gets into his route. I've seen more videos of that than anyone talking about how bad we are. Like yeah. That's how, that's the sadness of, that's the reality of being a Steeler fan right now. Yeah, pass releases have now become the... Uh, the highlights. Yeah, the highlight reel yeah. of the team. That's tough. Yeah. Real tough. That not, is not, tough. Not many videos. I mean, the social media team was probably scouring. They're like, "Oh my god, did There's somebody catch a ball something. today? Yeah. Did somebody catch a ball? Nope. Another Deontay Johnson drop. Great. Move on to the yeah. next clip." <laughs> All right, hit number three. Uh, I where are the Raider fans now? Huh? What what happened, guy? That's not a fourth place team. I said this team has talent, but when push comes to shove, I can't trust Vegas. Fourth and one, you need a yard, maybe yard and a half. Your two receivers run into each other. I mean, you shoot yourself in the foot and lose. That I mean, that is completely Vegas. That's exactly what a fourth-place team looks hey, they like. They gambled, huh? That is 100% what a fourth-place team looks like. Yeah, I mean, and especially, yeah. I don't know. Do you see Do you see them more as a four, or do you see Denver as the four there? No, I see, I see the Raiders as the fourth-place team. That says a lot. Um, yeah, I mean... I think At a least lot of Denver has a good defense. Do you think it's coaching? Then do you think it boils down more so to coaching? Because I mean, we know Derek Carr is kind of the guy. I like Derek Carr. You like so, Derek Carr? Yeah. So I think Derek Carr's actually right now he's play, playing better than Russ. That's that's not even really a debate. Yeah. And I think you could argue McDaniel's or Hackett. They're both first year in that system. Um, head coaches. Uh, both have had their ups and downs so far, mostly downs. Um, but I think what it comes down to is that the Broncos have a significantly better defense, yeah. like a really really top five probably defense. But the Raiders, uh, yeah, I'd say it does come down to coaching. Here's the problem. It's it's situational football that when coaching is really when it comes out and uh, is noticeable. And both of them are really, really bad on third down, in the red zone, on fourth down, right? Those are the times yeah. where they're bad. Yeah. So it's like... Like really crucial, pivotal yeah, moments like of the game. that's when they're supposed to at you, least be competent. You need to be able to step it up, turn it on a little bit. Right. Miss number three, Luke has lost the week of bets, of course. He's now two and three, um, and I have risen to three and two yeah. in the standings. I had Atlanta plus nine. They only lose by six. Probably even should have won that game if it wasn't for an absolutely awful call. And we're going to talk about those um, after the break. We're going to talk about how, I mean, that Chris Jones call on Monday was horrific on Derek Carr, and then obviously the Tom Brady great Jared play as well. So we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. But, um, yeah. That actually, you know, I, I guess didn't really help me out. It didn't matter. Atlanta uh, covered the plus nine. You had Tampa minus nine. Didn't work out for you. I also had the Patriots winning. They absolutely shellacked the Lions, they so did. good for me. No, yeah, uh, not great for me. So lose this week. But, hey, we came back. We at least tied it up. I went down 0-2 real quick, got a little could've bit been, worried. Couldn't have gotten ugly. And we climbed back, and, and it's competitive again. It's, uh, it's three and two, you're up. So, uh Interesting. I'm going to try to even it up again this week. Yeah, we'll uh, have the week six. Yeah, we'll have the predictions for that for week six in the third segment. Next segment, we're going to have just kind of reviewing some of the games from week five. Like I said, we're really going to talk about uh, about those roughing the passer calls and what the NFL can do to hopefully help this out because it's yeah. absolutely awful. Um, so yeah, yeah, don't go anywhere for that. It's going to be a 
fairly heated discussion, at least on my end. All right, all right. Second segment, the issue. Thursday the 13th. Um, we have an awful Thursday night game this uh, tonight. Um, yeah. I will say the NFL, the, the, the one thing I, I wish they would do better is is the primetime games. Um, last, well, yeah, last week it was okay. The Denver game wasn't good. The KC game was good. And the, um, the Baltimore-Cincinnati game was good. So... Yes. Uh, but but most of the time you get left with these pairings, right? Like even the Dallas and um, and the Giants game from a couple weeks back, right? Like the teams they're they're both four and one. That's great. That's a, that's a boring football game. Nobody wants to watch that. Yep. Nobody wants to watch the Commanders and the Bears because not only are they boring, but they're bad football teams. Um, but either way, it's football's football. Here's something that is getting us farther and farther away from real football, and that is these roughing the passer penalties. Yeah, it's a, am, becoming an issue. I'm all for protecting quarterbacks, and I get it. Nobody wants to watch games with backup quarterbacks. And if nobody's watching games, you're not producing enough revenue. You're not producing enough revenue. The league isn't what it is today. I get that. But at the end of the day, this is affecting outcomes of games. This is These, these calls are worth millions of dollars in these in these tight scenarios, right, fourth quarter, these type of calls are worth millions of dollars. Yeah. Didn't seem winning and losing. That is huge in the NFL. You cannot tell me that Tom Brady call, that is not a roughing the passer. No, it isn't. It's gotten really, really light and, like, little tiny chippy things and just unnecessary flags. I feel like we... You know how it was like five, six years ago when it just seemed like it was a flag for everything before they had kind of adjusted a few things. That was it was bad. It was really, really bad in in reference to what you're talking about um, for pass interference. Yes, that's right? it. For Any PR, little grab was was everything was every single dropped pass. It seemed was a was a pass interference, and it just killed the league a little bit, and it, it made it less enjoyable to watch. Look, it's football. You're gonna get hit. Yeah. You play quarterback. You're holding the ball. Football is a big game. It kill the carrier. Yeah. You're holding the football. Um, I'm sorry. You're going to get hit sometimes. You're going to get hit hard sometimes. Yeah. Tom Brady got popped a bunch early in his career. Right. He's fine. He's fine. No, and here's the thing. I agree with putting a little bit of extra care on the quarterbacks. You don't go up top. You take it easy around the knees. All that good stuff, right? But when you get wrapped up around your midsection and thrown to the ground, I'm sorry. That just is what it is. Yeah. Like, that's just... That's just how it's got to be. You're another like, player with the football. I'm like, I, I understand you're a quarterback and you're important, but you're another player with the football. I so I, I like the rule. Can't dive at the knees, right? If you fall, you wrap up an ankle. Fine, that's that that you're chilling. Yeah. Can't dive at the knees. Can't go up top, helmet to helmet. Makes sense. Everything else in between, I I don't get that's it. Fair that, that's game. that's got to be fair game. And Chris Jones, who comes over the top of Derek Carr's shoulder, doesn't hit his helmet at all. Goes to um goes to hit his arm to knock out the football, tackles Derek Carr, fumbles under the ground, lands on Derek Carr. I I, I don't get it. I don't Why? get it. Why? Didn't go for the head, no knees, uh, didn't slam him, didn't body slam him, nothing. Like, tackled him like a normal human being around the shoulders, around the around you know, around the chest, midsection area, and brought him down. This reminds me of um when James Harrison kind of went off about this for the Steelers, and he posted that video of him like tackling like a tackling dummy onto onto a pillow, and right. then he like tucks it in and yeah. covers it up. Yeah, he's like at, at NFL. Is this how this is how we're supposed to tackle? Like, how are you supposed to get a quarterback to the ground? You're coming around that offensive line. If you're a defensive lineman, you are putting maximum effort to get through those O linemen and fighting through that gap and fighting through, and you finally get around them, and you you have about what two three steps till you get to the quarterback. Not generally, even. yeah. And you're moving so fast, the hits are going to be violent. I'm sorry, it's it's the speed and the pace of the game you play in the NFL. It's it's sad. So, so what they could possibly do about it? You could look into maybe doing something sort of some sort of replay on it. Um, I think what you need to do is you need to go in the in the rule book and walk back the whole quarterbacks or royalty thing. They are, I get it. Don't go up top. Don't go too low. Midsection's got to be clear. Period. Period. End of story. Unless that, that's you, undebatable. And here's something that you could also put in: can't lift them off their feet. That's a good rule. So you so you prevent physical body slamming, right? So you can't pick somebody up and pile drive them into the ground. Now, if you hit somebody hard enough that their feet happen to come off the ground while you're wrapping them up, though, that sure, sure. 
like even around the midsection, if you if you pop him like right in the thighs, and you wrap him full, and his feet yeah. come up off the ground. See, see, I. That's I don't a good think hit. That's, that's a clean hit. I agree, it's a clean hit. They're but you don't need to do it so that so I, I wouldn't mind if they say you can't leave the, they can't leave their feet. I don't think it's crazy. I would settle for that, but it's undebatable. I would settle for you it. You have yeah. to you have to be able to hit them in the midsection. I agree. I agree. It's sad. It's it's ruining the game. So uh, you know, speaking of ruining games and just ruining football in general, Russell Wilson and the Broncos are absolutely utterly horrific. Yeah, let's start there. Um, they drop uh, to two and three after a twelve to nine utter abysmal excuse for a football game um, against the Colts. The Colts are a bad football team, too. So, oh, I mean, this was... It's not great. This was as bad as bad can get. Here's the thing about Ross. Now, he's dealing with, the, like, the, what, the torn lat or something like that mm-hmm. that came out yesterday. Uh, I just think it was earlier in the week. It, I don't even know. It, yeah, it was earlier. Yeah, they, they came out after the Thursday night game at some point between last Thursday and then when you listen to this. Um, and said, I, you know, torn lat, got a shot for it. Whatever. I don't know what it is about Ross. He still moves well. He still has accuracy within about 15 yards. Anything down the field is becoming a struggle for him. Yeah. And it's weird because it wasn't even last year. Like, even as as previous as last year, it hasn't been a problem. So, I don't really know what the answer is. I don't know how it gets fixed. I mean, I know we have a little bit of differing opinions on this. See, so you're not you're not as high on Ross as I am. No, I think he's old. I think, I think the arm's gone. Are not completely gone. I, he still shows flashes of it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's to the same consistency, to the same level that it was. And I, I mean, he's he's aging. He was a mobile-ish quarterback. He took his fair share of hits. I mean, it's not crazy to say that he's declining a little bit. Uh, I mean, look around the league. What older quarterback outside of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is really excelling right now? I mean, we're watching Matt Ryan deteriorate. We're watching old quarterbacks go down left and right. Like it's. I think it's more of – I think Nathaniel Hackett is definitely a big chunk it's, of that it's problem. It's an issue. It's but I, a big I think issue. What, Russ is dealing, what Russ is dealing with and what they're dealing with with Russ is more of a pressing issue as well. Yeah. No, I, so I, I don't – I'm not going to say you're wrong. I just think Russ as of, what, a year, a year ago, not even, was really good on third down in the red zone yeah. and with a deep ball. And now he all of a sudden can't do it. Like, I think he can. I just think there's some systematic issues yeah. in the Broncos' the, offensive game plan that's preventing him from doing so. But I will give you that the, the, the deep ball actually isn't there, and at least the consistency of it's not there. I mean, but that I, was like I, that was a 9 out of 10 he's hitting on that earlier right. in his career. Right. Whatever. Um, all right, Rams. the Rams can't get anything going on offense either. So, look, their offensive line's banged up. They haven't been running the football effectively. They're missing one of their top three receivers. So I give them a slight pass, but we just did their, our top 10, and they were, what, like 7th or 8th? Yeah. I don't even think they're a top 15 team right now. No. In one week. See, I thought they would have it turned around by now, and I think I was like, oh, against Dallas, that's a win. They should be fine. They'll get back on track. Not the case. No. I, I mean, right now, what do they do well? They have Sean McVay. They have Sean McVay. <laughs> and even him, he can't even scheme them to above 20 points in, what, three straight weeks now? I mean, it's just another example. An older older quarterback in Matt Stafford, he hasn't looked great this year. And here's the crazy part. Matt Stafford, even last year, he was fine. He had the most picks in the league. That's fine. But in the fourth quarter, he had a top three pass rating. He was top three in completion percentage. He was top three in yards per attempt all in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter of the season, he's got no touchdowns, like four or five picks. Yeah. So, I mean... That might be part of it as well. It just hasn't gone to plan. A lot of injuries. I mean, look, they played an extra, what, four games last season? So some injuries are building up. They had some you know, retirement on the offensive line. Somebody left right here and there. That can affect the cohesiveness of the unit. But you got to figure I, it out. I think it starts in the trenches, to be honest with you, for their offense. And, like, you're going into week six now. Like, we are past the quarter way mark into the season. We're about to hit a third of the way through the season. Like, it's got to get weekend. figured out. So you need to be able to start piecing this together if you want to make any sort of a run. I agree. Um, are the Giants for real? So they go to London, and they beat the Packers. See, I I don't think they're a for real Super Bowl contender. No. I wouldn't – I would hesitate to say that they're even for real a division contender, like for the division. Well, it's going to be tough with Philly. It's obviously going to be tough with Philly. And I think um, even think Dallas is going to – I think Dallas point, is a better push, football team. Yeah. I think the Giants are somewhere 
fighting for a wildcard spot? I think, yeah. In a weaker in, NFC. In a weak NFC. I mean, we make the lists all the time. We get down to number six, number seven, and we're like, I don't know. Like, I don't, who I don't fits know. here? I mean, like and it's gener- maybe? And generally, the Giants haven't even been in the conversation yet, but now this year they are. So right. I think that, yeah, that's a that's a wild card team. Or I mean, you look across the board. Wild card team. Yeah, what? San Fran, um, the Eagles. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas. I mean, you're. Well, it's going to come down to who, like, if you can keep that roster the, healthy. The next, the next team in right now would be the Giants. So yeah. They'd be the seventh wild card team, or the seventh team, the third wild card team. So, I mean, if they can stay healthy, the problem is they haven't been healthy at quarterback, which is a problem. Not that Daniel Jones is good, but when he's hurt, it's even worse. Yeah. Uh, but Saquon's Saquon been a unit. Stay healthy. I, I think they got the right coach. Brian Dable seems to to inspire them, to motivate them. And, he and he's fits. taken a bad team, and made, they, they're four and one, and they beat some decent teams. And he's he's dealing, he's dealing with the New York market well. I mean, it's a huge market. He's in the news every single day. I agree. It's a lot of um, it's a lot of pressure, and uh, the Jets would know all about it. So let's tr- transition into uh, the Jets and the Dolphins. So the Jets. I mean, so it, it was forty to seventeen. Now, I would say it was a little closer. So I watched a little bit of this game, um, mostly in the in the meat of it, like you know, second, third quarter. Uh, and it was a lot closer than 40-17. to 17. But look, the Dolphins had the third-string quarterback, Skylar Thompson, rookie from Kansas State. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you can't you can't take a lot of this game. But I will say the Jets, their offense is starting to look pretty good. Now, granted, Miami was also missing their top two corners. But Zach Wilson getting the ball where it needs to go. It, Playmakers making plays. Offensive line's holding up. He's not making, like, incredible mistakes either. So he's, like, just right. doing what he needs to do. Being, he, we love the word serviceable on the show. Very serviceable. serviceable. Um, and and kind of just guiding them. He, he's a pretty good leader. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't say he's a bad leader. You haven't heard any reports that he's not a, you know, not a bad, or not a, not a good leader, right? I mean, for example, Baker, right? You're not in the locker room, but you can hear reports. You see yeah. him at the press conference, right? All those little things. Um that tell you he's not, and you don't hear those from Zach Wilson, so just, that's that's a bonus. Just taking stabs wherever you can. That's one of those classic games, at home off a big win against the Steelers. Yeah, but that's a big win for New York. Yeah, it in is. Hines or well, Acrisure, it's Hines. Um, that's a big win for the Jets. That's an easy letdown coming back home for the Dolphins, who are a scrappy team. That's a game you should win though, when they have their third string quarterback. They're missing their top two corners. That's a game you should win. And that's a game that that's the next step for this team is winning the games they should win. Yes. Right? You're not expecting them to go beat Kansas City in Kansas City. That's that's illogical. But they got to win the games they should, and they did. That's the next step for that team. Good for them. Um, so let's go with the, the, the Seahawks at the Saints. Didn't catch a whole lot of this game because, quite frankly, neither of the teams are very good and super interesting. Yeah. But uh, the Saints win 39-32. I think when it came down to it, they made one extra stop. That's about it. They have a better defense than them. And both defenses uh, are really bad. Yeah. Taysom Hill, huh? I know. Taysom had- Hill was the stud of the game. Um, nine carries, 112 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, well, first of all, when they run the ball 48 times for 300, or I'm sorry, 235 yards, almost five a carry, Kamara was over 100 yards. Hill was over 100 yards. Um, I mean, that's impressive. That's impressive. So all Andy yeah. Dalton had to do was steer the ship, right? 16 for 24, 187 yards, touchdown on a pick, 87 QBR. Steer the ship. Keep it keep it controlled. Do yep. what you need to do. Get a win. Um, Geno Smith still looks pretty good. He had 140 QBR. He is, I think, top three in the league in pass rating right now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, granted, it didn't lead to a win, but I wouldn't say that's his fault given that he put up 32 points. Hey, look for him to become like – a legit backup somewhere, though, like once the Seahawks really do find their guy. Right, and I, I, can I mean, see look him for him to become Bridgewater. Look for him to yeah, become a low-end starter somewhere, or yeah. maybe a bridge guy. Yep. I don't think it's crazy. Um, all right, Falcons uh, in the heartbreaking loss to the Buccaneers because they probably should have won if it wasn't for that um, roughing the passer call, which obviously nobody enjoys except for if you live in Tampa Bay. Um, mm. Other than that, that was a pretty boring game, 21-15. The Bucs yeah. get the win at home. Yep. I mean, not much to be said about that one. Not much to be said. That that kind of came down to that play. And and to be honest with you, the Falcons don't have a great offense anyway. So, I mean, no, it's just, it's just 15 it's points. A, it sucks when the refs take it out of their hands. It does suck. It's unfortunate. Um, Patriots, this is one of the ones we're split on. I thought it was pretty clear to me. The Patriots at home, uh, they win 29 to nothing. Look, Jared Goff has yet to win a road game as the Lions quarterback. I mean... Just say that a lot. Has never won on the road as the Lions quarterback. But I think they... 
massively disappointed this week. I mean, they have been. Proving, I mean, yeah, like, it's the for, Lions. Uh, but for yeah, it's the Lions. But for weeks, they've kind of been they've been piecing stuff together, and they've been gradually improving and getting getting better every single week. And and they were, I mean. I wouldn't have wanted to play the Lions, at, like especially as the Steelers. I think the Lions beat the Steelers right now. But I'm just saying they've been proving that they're a competent enough football team to at least not get shut out like that. I'm telling you, Jared Goff on the road is a bad quarterback, especially as the Lions quarterback. So, I mean, I don't know. Just so. Um, the Bears actually made it a little bit closer than I think a lot of people expected against the Vikings. Uh, but, of course, the Vikings are the better football team, so they win 29 to 22 at home. Um, Kirk looked like Kirk, very average, pass rating in the mid-90s. Justin Fields actually probably had his best game of the season, going 15 for 21, 208 yards, a touchdown, no picks, 119 QBR. So yeah. good to see him, I guess, turning around a little bit. Had no support in the run game, though, so I think at the end of the day, whenever the Vikings know you have to throw and you're not a great pure passer, they're really, really, to you yeah, really, really tough to get a win there. So, um, How about the Cowboys? Their front seven is fantastic. Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, that Neville Gallimore, I believe, is up front. They are um, nasty, yeah. They get after you. And especially when the Rams have a bad offensive line. like The, the Cowboys are going to eat alive any team that has a bad offensive line this year. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like the Steelers the past couple of years. That's been their recipe to win. That's how they've gotten to eight, nine, sometimes ten wins is that when you have a really – when you play teams with even average offensive lines, T.J. Watt – um, Bud Dupree when he was here, Cam now Hayward. Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, right? Stephon Two when he, when he was healthy. Obviously, he's retired now. Um, some good blitzing backers, right? They, they, they were going to just beat anyone with, a, with an average offensive line. Yeah. Same thing with, with the Cowboys. I don't think they're a great team. I don't think Pittsburgh's been a great team. But when they play average, they're going to they're gonna win. And let's not forget, that's how Pittsburgh beat Buffalo last year. Josh Allen that is and how the Bills. Pittsburgh beat Buffalo. I mean, look at, turn around and look what happens when you don't have a pass rush. When, when T.J. Time. Watts yeah. out, Alex Highsmith's uh, uh, banged up. Yeah, no, 100%. Big difference. Um, the Eagles barely stay unbeaten with a 20-17 win in Arizona. Arizona missed a field goal late that could have tied it up. Um, actually, it was the, the whole rent-a-kicker, by the way. Remember? So the Chiefs yeah. had that rent-a-kicker. <laughs> yeah. And Mandola, same guy for the for the Cardinals. I really feel for him because he's actually not a bad kicker. But, you know, hey, he's just he, he's not a starter in this league. That's fine. Not everyone. Every I couldn't single, do it. Are you kidding me? But every single time he runs out, they have to make sure they, they say that Who he's a rent-a-kicker. Was that, um, I think it was, was it, uh, was it Al Michaels? Yeah, I think it might have been. Or no, Mike Tirico. Because Al Michaels Tirico, isn't, yeah. isn't, uh, isn't doing games anymore. Um, Jalen Hurts looked okay. Again, from the pocket, didn't look great, but uh, was productive enough on the ground. They were able to run the football with him and Miles Sanders, so they ended up getting a win um, in the desert. So good for them, staying 5-0. Hey, there you go. <clears throat> a win's a win. Uh, we already kind of talked about the Giants and Packers, the Titans and the Commanders, another boring game. Titans win 21-17. Quietly, though, they've ripped off three straight wins. They sit atop of that division. Look, at the end of the day, that's the most stable organization in the division, yeah, so but they it's not still, a shock They don't look great. They're going to no. plummet soon. They're going to fall off a cliff. I'm seeing it. But here's the thing. Like, is anyone else in that division that much better? No. I think the Jags, maybe. I don't think the Colts are better, and I don't think the Texans are better. I think it's now a two-team race, but then we just saw the Jaguars lose the Texans 13-6. We'll get into that next. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a really. The Titans very well could be the best team. That's the worst division in football now. I think we can safely say. I don't even think it's that much of a debate. No, I I think think actually the NFC South. So, both South divisions, I think, are the two worst. Yeah, because last year, I would say undoubtedly it was the NFC East was the worst. Yeah, I agree. I agree because it was really bad quarterback play, but I think mostly the NFC East has the coaches right. Yeah, they do. I don't like Ron Rivera that much. Um, but I think Nick Sirianni is the right coach. I think Brian Dable is the right coach. There's some stability there. And I think Mike McCarthy has been able to right the ship a little bit, enough to keep his job. And, I mean, Rivera does enough. He does enough to stay competitive. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, you know, when he comes out with that absolutely idiotic statement saying that Carson Wentz is the problem. Carson Wentz is fourth oh, in passing. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Carson Wentz is top ten in every passing category you could probably look at right now. Yeah, it's not the quarterback, man. That's exactly what you get from a defensive coach. Um, all right, the chart. Oh, I got, oh, yeah, and we said we'd get into the Texans Jaguars. So Texans beat the Jaguars 13-6 in an ugly matchup. Trevor Lawrence has regressed in the past two weeks from his previous three weeks. Um, it's just the turnovers right now. The two interceptions, a um, little bit of a fumble problem. So hopefully they get that figured out because I think they do have the talent to end up putting it all together, but the turnovers are going to kill them. Yeah. Um, Chargers at the Browns. The Chargers, so going for it, did you see they went for it fourth down and like one? From about midfield, Browns didn't have any timeouts, though. They miss it, 
give the Browns a shot. All they had to do was hit the field goal. Luckily, the Browns missed, but the Chargers very well should have lost this this game because yeah. they went for it. We talk about this all the time. Be I mean, aggressive, but to a fault. I mean. So if you punt the ball, that means you have to, at worst case scenario, it's a touchback. So it would have been one of those where you kind of got to pooch it, put it between the 20 and the goal line, right? just run some clock. Worst case scenario, they have to drive 75 yards with no timeouts in Jacoby Brissett. Or you give it to him at the 50-yard line. That was a dumb decision by Brandon Staley. Those yeah. are the type of decisions that are going to get you fired if the Browns win that game. Yeah, if that if that costs you the game, it's... That's bad. I mean, look, I understand risks, but can we take calculated ones? Calculated risks, thank you. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Let's have a little bit of, of data behind this before we just make the, the decision to go for it on a crucial fourth down. I agree. Um, we're going to speed by it real quick. So I, I don't want to start crying on error. The Steelers lose 38-3 to the Bills. The Bills are a significantly better football team, so they're in a rebuild. Okay, 49ers <laughs> at the Panthers. Panthers fired Matt Rule after this awful loss, 37-15 to to, uh, to San Fran. Um, I mean, look, San Fran's a significantly better football team. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's Forgot right. Forgot about it until now. But that's okay. Well, yeah, that's okay. You didn't wear it last week, so. Yeah, I guess I put it on the helmet last week. Whatever. It's only fair. Uh, we'll just keep it on your desk then. For, you know. Yeah, for the rest. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, the Panthers, they're just not a great football team. When you don't get the quarterback right and Baker's playing like, I can't say it on air, go listen to the rant previous and you'll hear what I think about Baker. Yeah. Um, that's what's going to happen. Matt Rule's fired. I think he'll be a fine college coach somewhere else once he gets his next opportunity. Um, the Bengals at the Ravens. Justin Tucker's not even human. Uh, they win by two on a last-second field goal. Raiders at the Chiefs. We kind of discussed how the Raiders, you know, going for it. You know, they, they run into each other. That's exactly what the Raiders are. They're a fourth-place team. They played like it. Um, I will say they were more competitive than I thought they would be. They were. But at the end of the day, the competent franchise with a better quarterback, a better coach, and a better supporting cast is going to win the football game quite simple. Most of the time, yeah. That's it, guys. Uh, most out of breath from that. Okay. Um, come back. Third segment, we have the ever-so-important predictions. Hoping to keep the tiara over there. And then, we'll obviously, we'll have bets on a budget. We need to turn it around. It's been downright embarrassing, but I feel really good about our picks this week, so don't go anywhere. What's up? We are back. It is the third segment on Thursday the 13th. Um, pretty good uh, segment of predictions coming up here for you. So week six of the NFL, we're going to yep. give you all of our wins, losses, predictions, everything like that. Um, just want to reiterate from earlier in the show, go to theissuesports.com, check out everything that we have going on over there. Clips from the show, um, you know, everything that you see on YouTube, um, most likely it will also be on the website as well. Uh, go, you can, there's a fan chat section. Go talk to uh, other fellow listeners and, uh, you know, give some opinions. Go back and forth. Uh, great conversations on YouTube. Also, debate with them. Yeah, you know, know. Do, um, do whatever you want to do. It is certainly a good time. But keep an eye on that. Like I said, we will have products and different things coming out that we will be selling on the website, Amazon, everything, um, and more details as we get closer to that. But this segment, we have a ton of predictions uh, and then bets to finish it off. So it should be a good time. Hopefully hitting on more bets this week than we did last. Absolutely. First week with some bye weeks, so uh, slightly less bets on the board. Um, or no, same amount of bets, I'm sorry, slightly less predictions on the board here. Um, we're split on two, feeling, seemingly like we always are, but we got ourselves a tiebreaker in there. So um, yeah. without further ado, let's get into our week six NFL predictions. Here we go. Okay. Commanders at the Bears, Thursday night football tonight. Um we're both going to take the commanders here. Yeah. Look, see, the Bears are fine. They're at home, so I guess that gives them a slight edge. But I'm really not sure what they do well. At least Carson Wentz can push the ball down the field, throw to some dynamic wide receivers. I wish I could say the same for Justin Fields. Um, they run the ball decent, but their line is bad, so they can't pass protect. They're a one-dimensional football team. Um, and in a passing league, I think the commanders have a better quarterback and better weapons, so I'm going to roll with the commanders. Yeah, it's really a bad game, and I'm not looking forward to watching it tonight whatsoever. But if I had to take one of them, I'm going to go with Washington. They seem to have uh, – I like their pass rush a lot, too, and what they're able to generate on defense there and uh, go get after quarterbacks. Um, so I'm going to ride on that side right there. I agree. All right, we'll go with the Buccaneers at the Steelers. Uh, we both like the Bucks here. The Steelers, look, they're rebuilding, and that's fine. That's fine, but rebuilding teams don't win this type of game. No. Point blank against Tom Brady. In that defense, um, I'm not sure I feel great about Kenny Pickett going to that. I will think I do think he'll get his first NFL touchdown this week, so you that'll think? be exciting. <laughs> I do think he will. I think they put up maybe like 10, 13 points. Well, like I that, mean, but yeah, the defense isn't 
near as daunting as the as the Bills were. So no. no. Um, okay, how about the Vikings at the Dolphins here? So we, I went back and forth thinking about the Dolphins, but I don't know who's going to start a quarterback for them. Uh, we think Teddy Bridgewater. I, I two is not healthy. I'm not sure about Skylar Thompson. So I think at this point you got to go with the Vikings, a known commodity, right? You know it's Kirk. You know they're going to get that offense. Sure. I worry about them going down into the heat into Miami a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think the Vikings are a good enough football team to be able to navigate a backup quarterback. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think the Vikings here are the clear choice. And plus, I need Dalvin Cook to, to do some wonders for me this week. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah I, I wouldn't mind that as well. Um, how about the Niners at the Falcons? We're both going to take the Niners here. Um, first of all, they run the football really, really well. Atlanta has a hard time stopping the run. Um, and Jimmy G is accurate enough to get the ball to the playmakers and the, hey, he's the Falcons. Yeah, he's been fantastic. And I, we both like Jimmy G. So, I mean, that's not a surprise to us. And that defense is that defense is fantastic. And we know the Falcons can't really put up that many points anyway. Um, the Jets at the Packers will both take the Packers to win. Interesting tiebreaker, though. I will actually take the Jets plus seven. I know it's crazy at Lambeau, Jets plus seven. But to be fair, the secondary hasn't been very good for Green Bay. And like it or not, Garrett Wilson, the the rookie um, from Ohio State, has been fantastic. Corey Davis is emerging as a pretty decent uh, wide receiver. Oh, man. They can run the football a little bit. I don't think it's crazy that they keep it close. Saul is a defensive coach. The defense has been rocking hey, a little bit. Look, I'm all... Hey, and I'm you're, all, So you're going to take the Packers minus seven. Yeah. Look, I don't feel great about the Jets plus seven, but somebody's got to take a risk here. I'll do it. I'll go for it. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're it, sticking your neck out there a little bit. I think it could pay off. Okay. I mean, you're the one that proposed it, so if it comes back on you, I don't want to hear complaining. That's fair. <laughs> I always propose the split, so whatever. Um all right, Cardinals at the Seahawks, another one that I don't feel great about on the split, but I will take the Seahawks at home. Yeah. Um, first of all, the Cardinals, they have not been dynamic. They have not put up a lot of points. They're in the bottom third in the league in scoring. Um, Kyler's not looked the same. And to be fair, Geno Smith has played really, really well this season. And they have a great – they have two really, really good deep ball threats, and the Cardinals have been giving up big plays. I like Seattle. You're not wrong that Geno Smith has looked pretty good. Um, but I don't see him as the type of player that can sustain it over a period of time. And, I mean, yeah, the Cardinals have their flaws. They do. But I just don't – it's one of those gut things. I just don't see the Cardinals losing this game. That's fair. Well, Seattle always burns me, so I wouldn't be surprised if it happens again. But I feel pretty decent about it. Yeah. Um, all right, Panthers at the Rams here. Now, pay attention to the line, 10.5 for the Rams. We'll get to that next segment. But the Panthers going to the Rams – um, the Rams haven't looked very good, but at the end of the day, they're still better than Carolina. So we're both going to take the Rams to win. Yep. Bengals at the Saints. We both like the Bengals here. Um, better quarterback, better weapons. Defenses are about the same. I think the Bengals have a very underrated defense. Defense is about the same. I like the offensive coach in Cincinnati better than the defensive coach in New Orleans. I like the running game of uh, actually eh, with Taysom. If Taysom Hill runs the football like he did, maybe the Saints have a chance. Yeah. But that's kind of an anomaly. I don't expect Taysom Hill to run for 115 yards every week on nine carries. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I think the Bengals are the better team here. Yeah, the Taysom Hill stat is not a uh, projectable stat. So No, not really. Um, Patriots at the Browns. So you like the Browns here at home, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, I'll take the Patriots to play good, sound defense. Um, and so, yeah, the Browns can run the football a little bit. But here's the thing. The Patriots can stop the run pretty decent. And also, if they're hoping to get some play-action fakes with Jacoby Brissett, the secondary has really been good at taking the football away this year mm. um, for the Patriots. So I, I'm going to rely on them to get, like, one more turnover, one more possession either Bailey Zappi or, uh, you know, Mac Jones put through a field goal uh, or get him in position, field goal to end the game. I'll take the Patriots in a close one over the Browns. You like the Browns. Did you say run the football a little bit? The Browns have, I mean, come on. They are going to run all over New England this week. We'll see. Um, we'll I think see. Nick Chubb is going to have a fantastic game. Yeah, they can stop. The New England can stop the run for sure, um, and they are a better run defense, but I don't see it mattering all that much. I mean, the Cleveland Browns have showed that they can move the football on the ground and at least possession their way. Um, to victories uh, they've had their drawbacks this year for sure that's been evident but I think this is one of those weeks where I mean coming into the season we were pretty low on New England and I don't see the Patriots at a level where they're going to be able to compete with the Browns I don't I think it's fair I think it's fair um, all right Ravens at the Giants we'll both take the Ravens here we like the Giants they're, they're, they're not a bad football team but 
I think the Ravens are just that much better. Not competing with Lamar yet. Yeah, I think he's Lamar's dynamic. The receivers have been a lot better. Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay have been very good this season. Mark Andrews is fantastic. And yes, I liked how the Giants can run the football a little bit, and that's going to be a problem. But the Ravens' weaknesses in the secondary right now—they have a couple rookies starting in the secondary. They're actually their front seven's pretty decent. So I think the strength of uh, of the Giants doesn't necessarily line up the matchup-wise yeah. um, for this game. So the Ravens uh, over the Giants here for us. Jaguars at the Colts. We're both going to take the Jags here. You know, even though they are the underdog going into Indianapolis. Look, where's Indy finding points? That's my question. I'm not sure I mean, they do. They make it look like it's really tough to come by. I'm not sure they do find points. I think Jacksonville will. Jacksonville over Indianapolis here. Bills at the Chiefs. We're both going to take the Chiefs. Uh, I think being at home is a huge factor. I think this is if this is in Buffalo, I'm probably going to take Buffalo. I think that's how close these teams are. Yeah. That it's it all just depends on where you're playing. And I think Buffalo's a little bit overvalued here at, at, at minus two and a half just because they trounced the Steelers. Uh, but I think the Chiefs right now are a better football team. They're at least more consistent. I, I just don't see Buffalo's defense being able to stop a Kansas City offense yet. And that's Buffalo's what it comes not down even to. Bad, but they have some injuries in the secondary. Well, so uh, when you play a juggernaut like Kansas City, you have to have more than one way to win. We talk about this all the time. Oh and, yeah. And if you're going to rely solely on Josh Allen to beat a Kansas City like that, I mean that's just that's a tough task. That's yeah. Because you have to go out and you have to play pound for pound with Mahomes, and also Which is a tough task. Rush. Ru- be responsible for all the running yards, or all the rushing yards, uh, running the football every single And you play have to score on almost every possession. And good luck. Yeah, because yeah, I just, your defense is not going to stop Mahomes. So, good luck. Yeah. Um, all right, Cowboys at the Eagles. We're both going to take the Eagles here. Look, I would have to think about it if it was in Dallas, but prime time in Philly, going to be a little bit chilly. Um, I'm not – oh, man. <laughs> we might have to restart. <laughs> I can't believe I just rhymed. Uh, anyway. Um, Oh, you hate the word chilly, too. I do. So, anyway, um, it's going to be cold, I would imagine. Um, nighttime in Philadelphia around this time of year is not necessarily warm. Um, they're going to be able to run the football. Uh, now, I will say it's going to be it's going to be tough. That front seven of, of the Cowboys is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but right now the Eagles are a better football team. I don't know who I'm getting at quarterback for Dallas. Even if it is Dak, I don't like feel What great. level are you going to be? And plus – right. I mean, we just saw your backup win more games than you have in the last. Yeah, who knows what the locker room's going to be like, right? So it's it's interesting. Because I mean, uh, now if Dak goes out and loses, that raises a question. Like if if Dak comes, you back, better believe that's the lead if they lose. Now if Dak comes that's back and rant. loses like two straight, loses two straight when they when Dak comes back into the lineup, and you are starting to look around like, oh, I'm telling you right one. now, <laughs> I'll give you a fair warning if <laughs> if Dak comes back, the Cowboys lose. That will be the opening rant next Thursday. I would hope so. 100%. Yeah. Um, okay, Broncos at the Chargers. Um, we're both going to take the Chargers here. The, the Broncos can't move the football. Uh, Herbert's number one in passing right now. So in a passing league, they have better weapons right now, um, a better quarterback. Need I say much else? No, a better I coach. Mean, and I still don't even like the Chargers coach. I think just Nathaniel Haggett's that bad. Um, so uh, no, all across the board and the major positions, the Chargers are better. So yeah, yeah, they'll beat the Broncos, no problem. Yeah. No, that's about it for our predictions. Um, so yeah, again, we are split on. I'll take the Seahawks. You'll take the Cardinals. Um, what other one? Where are we at? Where are we at? I'll take the Patriots. You'll take the Browns. That's it. And uh, the tiebreaker. I got the Jets plus seven. You have Green Bay minus seven in Lambeau, one o'clock on Fox. Hope for the best. Um, um, we need to get back on track with the bets, oh so we're going to just yeah, transition right into that. Here we go. Bets on a budget. Um, okay, so let's start with – let's just go – yeah, okay. I, I don't know which one I want to start with. We'll, we'll go <laughs> Carolina plus 10.5 at the Rams. So the Rams are 1-4 and four against the spread so far, um, and they've been exceptionally bad as a heavy favorite. Um, the Atlanta game. I mean, granted, you know they they beat Atlanta, but uh, spread wise weren't very good. Yeah. Um, they were favored by like what six against the Cowboys. That didn't go well. They were even favored against the Niners. They got crushed. Um, even the Bills, they were favored slightly. Or I'm sorry, actually, they were underdogs by like a point there. Um, but they got crushed there, right? So they're one and four against the spread. And Carolina interim coaches. Um, I, I saw a stat. It was like sixty-seven or closer to even seventy. Um, percent of the time that interim coaches their their first week they get a win 
So I'm not saying Carolina's going to win, but I'm I am saying they're going to play hard for whoever this interim coach is. Yeah. They're going to keep it close. It's going to be a spark in the locker room. They're going to be energized. I think they keep it close. I'll take uh, you know LA to win. But by like four, I'll take LA yeah. like 27 23. Like I like Carolina to It'll be close. competitive, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Ten and a half is a lot of points. Um, all right, let's go with Tampa Bay, minus eight and a half at Pittsburgh. Look, Pittsburgh's just not there yet. I mean, they're they're <laughs> rebuilding. Let's just call a spade a spade. They're rebuilding. Yeah, they are a hundred percent rebuilding. Uh, and Tampa Bay's defense, although it won't be the same as Buffalo's defense, is still a top ten defense in the league. So oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Pittsburgh probably won't score more than twenty. Um, I would say probably close to like 13. I think Tampa probably puts up 28 to 30. Um, we're looking at about a 10 to 15 point game here, I yeah. think, quite easily. It could be, uh, I, I think it's going to be a blowout. And Pittsburgh's been historically pretty tough, um, like not very good against Brady. So, And I don't think, I don't think the Pittsburgh defense is going to be able to do anything. They can't generate a pass rush. They have they can. And they can't stop the run. That's a problem because Fournette is a big, bruising, powerful runner, and he's been fantastic against the Steelers, especially when he's with the Jags. Yeah, that's a big one. Um and I would also say our secondary outside of Minka I'll, I'll is really, that. really lacking. Yeah, outside of Minka, um Sutton has his moments, but yeah. Um, all right, Baltimore minus five and a half at the Giants. We we like the Giants. They're they're, they're going to be a fine football team. They're going to scrap for a wild card. But I think the issue is that Baltimore. First of all, I think they're still kind of fine in their stride. But once they do, I, would you be surprised if Baltimore's a Super Bowl team? No. I think they could very easily get to the AFC Championship. Once you're in a championship game, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So it would be like wouldn't be surprising if Baltimore ends up in the Super Bowl. I think they're just that far above the Giants, and I don't think the Giants are that bad of a football team. No. They play decent defense. They can run the football with Saquon, um, but I think Baltimore is just that much better, and I do worry the Giants, if they have a weakness, it's their linebacking core, and so who's going to be matching up against these running backs out of the backfield, and who's going to be spying and trying to tackle Lamar? Mm, problem. <laughs> that's a problem, right? That's, that's a thing. Yeah, I think Lamar could go for 85 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll take... I'll take um, Baltimore to win by about a touchdown. Yeah, I like that, and I like that Lamar prediction too. I need him. Mm, absolutely, would love it. My fantasy team. I need to start. I need <laughs> you're what three and two? Hey, at least you're. Young. I'm three and two. I'm trying to about five hundred. Yeah, I just really don't want to be less. That's fair. Um, Punishment league. Yeah. Is it PG enough for the? Nope. <laughs> Afterwards, uh, all right. Kansas City plus two and a half um, at home versus Buffalo. So. Uh, Kansas City in Arrowhead getting two and a half points is that's generous, yeah. right? And so that, that's almost saying, now granted, I was on the wrong side here, but that was, I said this about um, the Rams week one, right? Super Bowl champion getting two and a half points at home. Um, but again, I think Kansas City is a better football team than the Rams, so I think they actually do win here. Close, I think they'll win by you know, about three, maybe a last second field goal, yeah. last second touchdown to go ahead. If this is in Buffalo, I say the same exact thing, just reversed. I think Buffalo wins by, like, wins close. I, yeah, I think whoever's home, because playing at Arrowhead is probably the toughest stadium to it's play in in the league. And then, and then you go over to Orchard Park in Buffalo. And that's, that's not easy. That's top three. So, yeah. Um, I mean, this is one of those instances where the home crowd and just the the atmosphere is going to affect the game so much. Right, and in Buffalo, not only are they, are they dealing with cluster injuries, they're in the secondary yeah. against Patrick Mahomes and yeah. Andy Reid. So that, that's a tough draw for Buffalo. Um, and finally, to round out our bets on a budget, L.A., the Chargers, um, minus five at home versus Denver on Monday Night Football. Look, Denver can't move the football. No, they can't. And I think L.A. is going to get healthy. Um, they're going to get some pass rushers back, so that'll be good. Denver lost their left tackle. Their wide receiver, their their receiving core has a couple injuries. Uh, they lost their top back. They've had some fumble issues. Nathaniel Hackett's clearly weighing over his head. Justin Herbert's number one in passing. I, that that's a no brainer. I think they win by two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, I mean, which is bold for a uh, for a divisional game. That's a bold prediction, but I'm going to do it. Look, I just really don't like the Broncos this year. I, it's plan is. It, they can't move a football and make it look even slightly easy or elegant, they, good, I mean, competent. They, they are struggling on so many levels, and you look over at, at the Chargers, and it is just Justin Herbert throwing dots across the field. Yeah, and uh, their run game, sure, it's lacking a little bit, but I mean, he Eckler's been it, starting to find it though, so that's good. But we did, we have said it 
Justin Herbert is a problem solver. He he'll, is the solution to any problem you might have. 100%. He'll fix all those things for you. I agree. Um, so to run back through, we'll have Carolina at plus 10.5, Tampa at minus 8.5, Baltimore plus, or I'm sorry, Baltimore minus 5.5, Kansas City plus 2.5, and, and the Chargers minus 5. Um, those are our bets on a budget. We're looking to get back to our winning ways. I, I feel really good about these. I think absolute locks, Tampa, and absolute lock, the Chargers. So, off the rip, we have two locks in my eyes. Yeah. I think Carolina, that's a that's a damn good bet. I'm saying it now. Yeah. I feel you good like about that one? it. I feel good you about it. You throwing some scratch on that one? Probably. All right. Uh, well, that was the issue. That's basically all we have for you guys today. Yeah. Like I said, um, the, you know, the new, the new show news you mentioned. Yeah. Go to the website, theissuesports.com. Go check out everything we have there. And then, uh, you know, throw a subscribe on the YouTube channel uh, if you haven't. We really appreciate it. But, guys, go check out the TikTok. Go check out the Instagram. Everything like normal. We're posting TikToks, Reels, uh, you know, Shorts, whatever it may be, whatever it's called on whatever platform. All the links, though, can be found in the link tree that's in the description along with the new website link, uh, theissuesports.com. But, guys, thanks for stopping by. It was great having you in, and that was The Issue.